Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And Pete Carroll afterwards goes, Gino played spectacular football, spectacular football. I, I don't know how you play much better than that. And, I mean, we, we agree. Like, it, it was pretty much flawless. And I think there was this mix of, you know, last week there was all this talk about pushing the ball downfield a bit more. I think, you know, watching this offense in the early weeks, it was a bit like, this is great, but how sustainable is this? Because they can't push the ball down the field or they're not doing. Um, it wasn't that they couldn't, they just weren't. And then Pete Howell goes, oh, we're going to we're gonna start doing it a bit more. And then it's like, oh, well then let's see it. And then we kind of didn't see it because, we, well, Rome isn't built in a day, right? You can't suddenly do that overnight. And I think this is like suddenly them really unfurling the offense and they they can hit any area of the field, basically. And all of these weapons, and we're, we've said, we've been bullish on both sides of the ball, which, you know, we'll get to the defense, but we've been bullish on the talent, right, on this team and how at its, you know, like a not even a best case scenario, but like a like medium case scenario, this offense has a lot of talent. Uh, now... We were Geno Smith optimist, Griff, but I think he's probably playing... Sl- well, this is what he looks like, it, uh, what we said would be is like, you know, if everything came together around him. He's I playing at his 100th is- percentile. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, he is. But he, he's playing like, um, you know, we said if, if you airdropped the way that Geno was playing in preseason, if you airdropped him, and really how he played in the regular season last year, if you airdropped him into the 17-18 Rams, like what happens because they had absurd talent, right? Um, like I think straight up he's better than Jared Goff, irrespective of supporting cast and everything, just in a vacuum. So theoretically, and given that they're styled similarly enough, if he's better than Jared Goff and you put him on that team and you can run the same offense, he'll just execute it better. Th- that can only mean then that right now the Seahawks talent is a lot better than well, I think I think even even the most ardent um well, pessimist is the right word. The skeptics would still say, okay, there's plenty of talent. Like Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas are talented, but that doesn't make a good offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're, they're they're playing up to their talent level or, or they're getting there with each passing week. So um, that can only mean that, you know, either Geno Smith is Peyton Manning or or it's, it's uh, a scheme that's figuring itself out. Great, you know, great receivers and, offensive line that is growing and Gino's just operating at a really high level. He is playing. I mean, he's legitimately playing like an MVP candidate right now. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. Let's have that discussion. Time. But we we need more games though, obviously. Well, but, yeah. well, but he, so far, if this is like, uh, 
if we see this, uh, okay, let's use the classic pocket quarterback. If we see this from Tom Brady over the first four weeks, everyone's saying Brady's an MVP candidate. Right. Now, obviously, Brady has a history and a resume, which, right. you know. He's earned that, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bad comparison. But Gino is a, Gino is a, um, is, he should be an MVP candidate right now. Now, it could all yeah. go wrong, but. Sure. So, like, on, on top of the actual play, you know, how we talk about reading out the defense, being accurate, right, all that stuff. He He's so good pre-snap. Yeah. He's so good at setting the protection, like the the free rushers, and they blitzed a lot. The free rushers were nearly absent, or if they weren't, he threw hot. He knew where the free rushers were coming, right? Because um, the Lions will blitz. And then further, like he's so good at audibling teams in his offense into the right look, taking advantage of bad of of um, bad looks. Like you know, <laughs> the, the number one guy that we think of when it comes to audibling his team into the perfect look and manipulating and spending a lot of time pre-snap at the line is Peyton Manning. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, it, it's like it's like he took a, uh, you know, a, he got a PhD in quarterbacking sitting on the bench behind Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers and, and, and sitting behind Russ. And it's like, okay, all this theory, I still am the talented QB that I am, what talent I do have. And now he's putting it all together, and like this is his dissertation. Um, and it was loud in Detroit, right? Like he was, was he really was getting, loud. It was, he was really getting, loud. He was getting everything done. There was no no delay of games. Like impressive stuff. Yeah, like I think that pro. that's one of the that's definitely one of the things that I've been most impressed with uh, with him over the last four games is just the way that he's just he's constantly on it at the line of scrimmage. He's just always on. And that's the thing that that's kind of been absent at times with Russ, right? It's just, he doesn't seem always on. Uh, he doesn't seem like he always has full command of what's going on. So, you know, Gino, it just doesn't really seem like he has those issues right now. Uh, just going back to the MVP thing real quick. Again, it's four weeks. And obviously Lamar is like the guy right now. Well, not, well, not you know, his, his resume is, um, or not his resume, his, uh, portfolio i don't know I, I there's a better word for this but the way that game ended it's wild and um the fact he threw a pick you know that's that's your damn pick. do you know i sure. didn't throw a pick today it's true it's true it's true but uh you know i got a I got a stat here from from stat muse oh, quarterbacks stat me up. quarterbacks this year with at least a 75 percent completion rate thousand yards five touchdowns this season geno smith and nobody else. Yeah, well, I mean, no one's going to have a completion percentage over seventy percent. But That's but he's also and he's also got the sexy stats on top of that. So he like does. efficient and sexy, making efficiency sexy, like a a German car advert, perhaps. He um, so his West Virginia coach. Like, there, there's a quote out there, but he said like in college, Gino. Like like the, like the work week, even though it's college, so calling it work week is kind of dystopian. But like the 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 week that a team puts out, like in practice, everything, mm-hmm. he's like Gino is a quarterback's quarterback. Like the guy's a mensch, like a quarterback, like like all the little things, right? I feel like we're, and when we know that the Jets were a horrible situation to be drafted into and all that stuff, and yeah, I mean independently of that, he didn't play great, but like. There is a world where if he gets drafted to the right team, like this was inevitable because he just has well, too much working for him. What's beautiful know. about this as well, Griff, is he has openly admitted that 
it, earlier in the Jets stuff, so regardless of how that was a bad situation, he said about how he was always trying to make like the perfect play and like push the ball downfield a bit too much. And I think with the maturity and like his experience, like make perhaps some bad experiences, he's actually learned along with like actually like you can tell he I feel like some players like either they don't need to care about football. Yeah. I mean, and everyone knows football because they're playing in the NFL, but like some quarterbacks are so athletically gifted that they can get by on that a bit um, and, and until it doesn't work, right? Uh, yeah, they know plays and stuff like that. But, like, Gino, it's so obvious that he understands, like, everything, like, to a coaching right. kind of stuff. But he will make one heck of a coach after this if, if right. he wants to do that. Well, schematically, at least, you, you can't tell with um, uh, communication and man management and all that stuff. Sure. But, like... Based the on like theory. these football theory, football knowledge, it's just up there. And I, I, we haven't even talked about his stat line: twenty-three um, of thirty completed for three hundred twenty passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown on that quarterback draw. I mean, that's just it's just yeah. really good. Uh, it's so exciting that, and and again, we've mentioned it, but this stylistic contrast between what we had at the quarterback position the last um, what. Well, since 2012 with, with Russell and now with Gino, we've got this guy who's a real pocket dude and who just moves around the pocket, sometimes stands in the pocket a bit too uh, static. Sometimes but, it's too too stationary, yeah. But but that was that was it's just it's just really fun to see. And we've got digs back in the offense, uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I I hope it can make long may yeah. it continue. It, it's just it's so nice to see like all right, you know, they get like a holding call. I think they had like a holding call, like second quarter or something like that. And they ended up getting like a second 16 or something, but they're just, they're so like, they're, they're so capable of being able to just get that yardage back in chunks, like, and set them up for third and manageable. Like, it's just like, you can almost bank it every time at this point. And that's so like, just kind of having that reliability is so mm-hmm. nice because it's just like, all right, even if like things kind of get out of whack here on this drive, like it's not over. Like we're not like this. We're not just going to stall out automatically. Like we have the pieces in place here where we can, you know, get that back all, you know, and we don't need to do it all in one big chunk. Like we don't need to just hit a home run every single play. Like we can just kind of methodically like move the ball down, not get too ahead, ahead of ourselves. Like that's just, it's so nice to see the offense be able to operate in that kind of fashion and with that efficiency. And of course, you know, not every game is going to go like this, but We've seen that little be- bits and pieces here over the you know the last three games as well. That it's just like, again, that's why I say like I feel like some of this, at least some of this, is sustainable for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The, the and- process is too good because if his process is I'll go where the read takes me, that's going to apply no matter how the defense, how, how defenses adjust how they play and game plan. Right. Like the fact that he's got all this yardage dispersed evenly to his three tight ends, like it doesn't matter which tight end it is. He's he's going there because the scheme allows for it. And, you know, like on both sides of it, both sides of the ball. So that principle will will continue to project forward. So, um, yeah. So DK Metcalf said about Geno Smith after the game, I think he's been on fire all year, which I mean, yeah, you gas up your teammate, but. We, again, have seen similar stuff to DK. Uh, how about DK getting carted off? And we've all found out via Mike Dugar 
tweeting DK Metcalf's getting carted off, and we're like, "How on earth has that happened? Mm. What? What? Oh, you didn't see that?" And then it turns out it was for a bathroom break, which I mean, I shuddered to think what was going on uh, downstairs. But if he needed a car, and he's like, you know, sat down, perhaps hiding it. But um, DK after the game just said that uh, apparently they just bought the car out for him, just chauffeur driven. So that's nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, w- I so I first learned when they showed him on the broadcast getting carted off, and I'm like, oh. But then I was like, wait, he's like sitting on the side, kind of hanging off. Like, you don't usually see Looking guys a bit do that. sheepish, like, yeah. uh, I need a poo. yeah so so that was that was a really nice uh sigh of relief there when uh when they asked like hey it's uh yeah he just needed really nice sigh of relief for dk too probably when he uh yeah oh yeah right when he was dropping demons as uh (laughs) god damn it not toilet humor we're we're above this right i know oh no um uh one last thing on the offense Tyler Lockett is on pace for almost 1,300 yards. Doesn't count entirely because 17 game season now, but he's still he's still on he's still on uh, pace for, or rather, he's averaging the most yards per game of any season of his career. the The yards per target is a little lower. Granted, it's more possession oriented, but is that not what the offense, like the the McVay yeah. offense, is? You know, um, so it's just cool that like Lockett. I mean. Just ind- independently, like Lockett is such a cool receiver because he can be that deep cross, deep cross, deep post, yep. you know, go ball guy. Or he can be, you know, his version of Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? Be Running a bit all of a the corner stop guy, be a bit of a right. like, like, like a complete if, if he if he hadn't had all those those lower leg injuries, imagine how much better he'd be after the catch, too. Cause like that sudden like start, stop, start suddenness is gone like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are like insane that way. Lockett had that when he was younger. Oh, if he word, still had yeah. that, can you imagine? Although I do wonder right now? I do wonder if he like would they have had the vision? I'm sure they would, but like would they would he have just been reduced to being like a deep guy, you know? 